0: Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, And you're listening to episode 144 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer education, tips, tools, and insights for helping us have the best quality relationship and life, life, lives, depending, life and lives that we can. So welcome to today's episode, episode 144, looking at types of self-abandonment. I thought that... uh, I would do an episode on this because part of growing up in a family system, part of being learning what togetherness is, is that some of the things we saw as far as dysfunctional togetherness, dysfunctional get-alongedness, if you like, um, is that we learn methods of self-abandonment. Um, some of them are passed down by our family system. Here's how our family gives itself away. These are our go-to's. And I've managed to develop my own unique ones too. <laughs> so um, I thought it. this by no means covers all the ways in which we can abandon self. Um, there's so many ways in which we, we, you know, um, don't always necessarily step up and be as present and as nurturing and coming from a place of functional adult as we could be. Um some days it's very hit and miss. I I do I do adulting well some days, um, and then there's moments where I I really uh, struggle to do that or really struggle to to do that consistently. Um, and so one of the ways, if we like, one of these types of uh, or categories of self development might be considered to be um, emotional self abandonment. So if we talk about emotional self abandonment, what what are we um, what are we potentially saying here? Well. Um, do I, do I give do I give um, due consideration and time to my emotional range um, or am I critical of certain things I'm allowed to feel um, up and positive but I'm not allowed to feel pain sadness and grief um, and if I feel any so-called negative emotions then instead of sitting with them, Finding out what the message is, addressing what wounding might be calling me underneath that, I'm going to shame and criticise myself. Tell myself to toughen up. Um, no, no, uh, don't think like that. Think like this. Um, don't be so weak. Um, you should be grateful. Look at your situation compared to somebody else's. Um, how how am I? How am I not emotionally as present to myself as I could be? Like I said, do I use minimization of my emotional experience? Do I numb it out with alcohol, food, and drugs? Um, uh, Do I um, seek out the company of others who, uh, you know, I I try to hand over my emotional nurturance. I try to outsource it, and I'm likely to find people who, you know, I'm likely to select people who are going to let me down poorly. You know, I, I'm in, I'm feeling very second rate, and so I go to somebody who's a chronic rescuer who um, tries to tell me how to feel, or tries to make me feel better, or um, one ups me with a, well, you know, that's nothing compared to what I went through and how I feel, and da da da. So, you know, are are we instead of spending the time sitting? in in presence with self and and finding out what's going on for us we rush to either start distracting by engaging in activities or other people or like i said becoming hyper, hyper hypercritical and shaming ourselves out of our experience rather than sitting there and saying is there something in this for me that could actually end up enriching my life relationship even further so we're taking some time to learn, um, uh, and again, it's it, it's a it's a skill set, and and we, we didn't always get the best modelling of this, but we can learn with time and with setting an intention to become emotionally more present, more emotionally available, and more emotionally okay with the full range of our emotions. Um, because, like I said, if if in our family system certain emotions were allowed and others were frowned upon, then um, And if we've taken up the family way of doing things um, rather than a genuine self way, um, then sometimes looking back at the family history and going, well, what did I learn about emotions in my family system? And what of that do I want to keep? And what of that might I let go now, knowing what I know? Um, So there's that element. The the other side to me around emotional self-abandonment is, when we respond to situations out of anxiety and reactivity. Our emotions, and in particular, um, reactivity um, drives our responses. You know, I set boundaries, but I set them too aggressively. Um, I lash out at people um, and I try to, to um, you know, I'm highly emotional and and intense when I'm giving my position on things. Um, this kind of intensity and reactivity only serves to keep the system as it is. It actually does nothing for advancing our own genuine adult selfness. So we're also making sure that when we're in situations, especially ones that in the past were anxiety provoking and and we're, we're designed to get a reactive hook out of us, you know, that situation or when those people say those types of ideas, I get enraged um, that we're really working on more and more that we're, we're coming from a place of centered adult present calm for any of our interactions. And we're getting better and better at seeing the kinds of emotional hooks that we take um and and then we're off with our reactivity, our compulsive thinking and obsessing about other people. Um, Maybe we go to rage because then we don't feel so emotionally vulnerable. And so we're not able to kind of sit and go, well, what's the deeper layer of emotionality here? What's my raging? What's my um, obsessive um, compulsive thinking about this person and this situation? What's it actually covering me up from? Am I feeling vulnerable? Am I feeling fearful? Am I feeling threatened? emotions that potentially um, are far more valuable to sit in, but a little bit more confronting to have to do that in the first place. We could do a mountain just on emotional uh, self-abandonment alone, let alone anything else. Um, but I also wanted to acknowledge that one of the other ways we, we can do that is through physical self-abandonment. Um, you know, I drive my body um, uh, well beyond what it can um healthily accommodate over a period of time. Maybe I'm an excessive busyaholic or workaholic. Um, I'm an excessive exerciser. If I injure myself, I don't take the proper time to do the self-care around that and slow back down. You know, I'm pushing my body at a manic pace all the time and really demanding that a physical level I'm over-functioning and and any kind of signal from my body system that something is not right is just ignored, pushed over, steamrolled over, and I must keep going regardless. Um, So, one, I'm not listening to my genuine emotional nuances, um, but I'm also not listening to my body. I'm ignoring pain, I'm ignoring fatigue, I'm ignoring. Um, and that also might be supplemented with um, uh, poor quality eating. You know, not only am I demanding too much from my body, but I'm not fueling my body enough. Or I could be in the under-functioning side of physical self-abandonment. I don't do enough with my body. Um, the body is designed to move and there is a range of, um, Whereas, and if we go to one end of the um, extreme movement range or the other, um, we're, we're likely to um, find the problems uh, present. So am I not doing enough exercise? Am I not active enough? Um, am I eating too poorly? Am I numbing out with certain foods? I'm numbing out my, body, my body's physical responses and, um, through food, through obsessive excessive use of substances to numb not only my physical body, but my you know that also overlaps with emotional abandonment, that I'm numbing over my emotions. Um, and then of course, over time there's likely to be consequences um, on both of those fronts if we continue to pers- persist with consistent emotional abandonment and physical abandonment. Um, I I wonder what will happen to us over time if we continue to let the unaddressed elements in our life um, compound. Um, The other thing that we can look at as far as uh, self-abandonment goes is financial self-abandonment. And this is a weird one on two fronts to me. One is um, we're spending more than we earn. Um, So I'm racking up obsessive debt I'm um, boundaryless in terms of my um, self-indulgence through money. Um, even though I can't quite afford, I can't afford to take a five-star holiday. I could comfortably do a three-star holiday, but I'm still going to rack up the debt and spend the money and, and have a you know a top top-shelf experience on credit rather than a good holiday, but one that um, meets my kind of joyous inner child meets my functional responsible adult, I get enough rest, I get enough nurturance, or do I have, you know, an absolute blowout um, and then, a, you know, come back from holiday having accrued a massive amount of debt? Um, so uh, am I abandoning self through over overspending, um, through, through not um, being... Um, on top of my financial affairs and understanding my financial su- affairs sufficiently? Do I understand my tax responsibilities? Do Do I understand my income versus expenditure? Do I have enough of a, you know, um, enough financial education there? Do I have some method of, of investment for my future? Um, am I doing enough to keep myself financially safe or am I exposing myself to unnecessarily, unnecessarily, Unnecessary risks and stress through excessive spending. Ah, that's future Sean's problem. <laughs> you know that'll that let him worry about that. But right now, I'm going to drop an extra thousand dollars on the credit card on things that I don't really need um, um, or or even want. But I'm I'm swept up by an impulsive kind of purchase. So we can abandon self in in many ways financially. In that regard. Or completely outsourcing our financial affairs to someone and not keeping enough of a, 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 you know, not keeping across that enough ourselves. There's nothing wrong with outsourcing to good quality professionals, but when we completely give all responsibility to others and we don't keep track of it, um, especially, um, we we can get stitched up, unfortunately, in those regards. But the other side of this, to me, around financial self-abandonment. Is when we when we swing in the polarity and we underspend, we become completely needless, um, and and you know we're walking around. I, I it's it's fascinating how many people I've met who are actually quite financially successful, um, but are walking around with ill-fitting clothes, holes in their clothes. Um, uh, they, they could make their lives a little bit more comfortable without being ridiculously excessive and yet don't do it. Um, I would rather struggle with an appliance that doesn't work properly than spend the money um, to upgrade it to, um, you know, I'm not buying top of the line appliance, but my, you know, my stove or my washing machine is 30 years old. It's energy inefficient. It's, it's problematic. And yet I refuse to spend the money. To um, get something that functions better and is more energy efficient, um, I'm I'm not going to spend any money on myself. I'm leaving it all for the kids. Um, so that to me, that needlessness, that refusal to spend some money to enhance our life experience, to have some joyfulness, to me again is you know we've got to watch what did our family teach us about finances, and in particular, um, if we're looking at at finances through the lens of self-development, what do we learn? We work like a mule, we put all our money away, we never enjoy any of it, um, and it's all left for the next generation, but with no financial education um, on, on what they are going to do with that money. Um, or like I said, we're a family of excessive spenders, and so our children grow up in terror, but they're always worried you know, they've, what they've learned about money is the polarity of what they saw. And, and I've met many people over the years who are very concerned about money because of, of how frivolous their parents were and how vulnerable and fragile they felt. So, you know, are we relating to to, you know, is our relationship of finance still largely wound driven? And if so, what specifically are we going to do about that? Are we going to you know, leave ourselves in that place of suffering or are we going to start to get, you know, figure out how we're going to have a different relationship with finances and be more, you know, find a way to be moderate and present but meet all those needs and requirements. I'm building stably for my future, but I am, I've got enough inside that to also have some freedom and joy in my life, especially if I've worked for it. Um, So. Um, there is a lot more. I was I was going to do some elements on um, abandonment, uh, self-abandonment relative to uh, relationships, but, but I, I think that the, there's already a fair um, amount in this particular episode just looking, um, I, I think, like I said, one of the ways in which we can really gain some insight and traction um, and start to pull out where our unconscious blind spots might be is looking at the idea of self-abandonment and in particular these three categories, emotional self-abandonment, physical self-abandonment and financial self-abandonment relative to what we learned about, uh, about self-abandonment and our family system so that we um, are able, the older we get, the better we are to be, you know, we're, we're getting better and more skillful at being fully present for self, at being learning how to not, um, you know, I'm doing and supporting self in the ways that that and getting better at it that are part of growing up as an adult, rather than giving myself away or looking to outsource those vital elements. I need you to take care of my emotional well-being. I need you to monitor my physical behaviour. I need you to take care of my finances. Um, we can collaborate in relationship and in partnership, of course, but we're not overly grabbing the space and we're not underly grabbing the space. Um, and I think if we're looking to advance our intimate relationships too, these these might be very, very interesting conversations that couples could have. Tell me about your thoughts on self abandonment and emotionality and and how you feel you've let just, you know, you haven't been as fully, I've let myself down, you know, even that I catch as something of a little bit of a critical parent statement rather than how in that moment doing the best I could with what I knew. Was I not quite as supportive and compassionate to myself as I could have been? So even then, we're looking at developing our compassion, developing our inner dialogue to be more healthy and less critical, shaming and guilting. Um, Then uh, there's a lot to be gained. Like I said, we're working on a complementary relationship with our physical body and our health and a complementary relationship with our finances. Um, And I think if we do some of these things these will give us some really strong jump-off points for continuing to improve improve our life and our relationships. So um, there you go. There's episode 144, looking at types of uh, self-abandonment. I think if this is an area of interest to you, um, I would um, recommend the work of Erica Chopin and uh, Margaret Paul, um, they've they've got some excellent um, exploration in this in, under the, the the flag of inner bonding. I think there's some exceptional work there. Um, you can look at books like the Inner Bonding Workbook. Um, I think that there's a book called Inner Bonding as well. Um, and then Healing Your Aloneness is another great book too. Um, But I think this is a really powerful area to look at um, in our lives going forward. So thank you, as always, for listening to the episode. If you've been following along the show for some period of time, my profoundest gratitude to you. As I said, thank you very much for listening uh, to this episode. Wherever you are in the world, really grateful. Um, If you've just joined the show, thank you. Welcome. uh, if you want to continue to support the show, be very grateful if you went to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five star review. As it it just promotes the reach of this show. I'm very passionate about life education, um, and the show is also available on other podcast mediums such as Stitcher and Podbean, and at the website emergencetraining.com.au. Um, thank you so much. Um, Really wish you all the best on your life journey. Hope these tools are helping. And uh, until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.